0: Good evening, welcome to News of the World, with Steve Wraith. We've got uh, Patricia with us. How are you, Patricia?
1: Good, Steve. How are you?
0: Yes, I'm sober compared to last week. Uh, the birthday celebrations are finally over, so uh, no slurring me words or slipping down the chair this week. Uh, Padre Cronin, now I was lucky enough to go on his podcast, Polly with Padre, and it was fantastic. Um, and Um uh, Good to have you on the show, mate. Thanks for jumping on
2: thanks very much for having me Steve and great to meet you as well Patricia
1: you too project and I've got Irish backup tonight Steve are you ready for this
0: I am yes I've uh, I'm being outnumbered here uh two to one um hopefully Lee will jump on and join us I'm not sure whether he's caught up in the storm and I I guess we'll maybe talk uh, a little bit about that first I mean how, how are you two are you are you bearing up as it has it hit uh where you are at the moment Padre or have you have you got off uh, you know lightly
2: well, this morning it was like something up in the Old Testament at about five or six in the morning. It was fairly bad now, to be fair. Um, but um, un- emerged unscathed, um, no damage to the house or anything like that. But a lot of houses without electricity down in the south, south of Ireland. And what's it been like up in Dublin, Patricia? Is there much?
1: I'm up, I'm out in County Derry, Patrick. So we, right. it, yeah, so we only got uh, a wee bit of snow. Well, a wee bit compared to what it usually is but no not really there's a bit of a wind this evening but no we escaped it mostly so thank goodness but I was watching the the planes and then Heathrow and oh my goodness like I mean I don't know how the people cooked on that flight it just looked absolutely crazy
0: and did anybody find it a bit bizarre that the news channels Sky in particular have had a camera at Heathrow as is is like a, a feed, if you like, watching planes coming in, you know, like that, struggling to land. So today you're watching the news and then in the corner it's got Heathrow and they're just watching planes come in as if they're like hoping that something happens to one of these planes. Did, no. I, did you find that a bit bizarre?
1: Yeah, well, that went through my head too. I was like, Yeah, if, if something happens, it's a pretty horrific thing to to be caught on camera. But I suppose that's that's why they're there, aren't they? They're there to Get good footage of them trying to land, and and I mean, if anything else happens, it's caught on camera. It's a wee, a wee bit morbid, but um, yeah, crazy. The pilots definitely earned their their uh, their money today, anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah no they certainly did and uh yeah I guess it's news reporting but I just I just found it bizarre if they, if you know have a camera there by all means and record something in case it goes on but having it as a live feed I just found it really bizarre only only Sky News that I saw that on but strange as well and and, and another thing about the storm um I'm up quite early I go to the gym every day and and I'm up watching the the, the news and I watch i tend to watch good morning britain on on itv in the uk um maybe switch to bbc when the adverts come on but i find bbc boring sky is another thing that we watch in our house on on the odd occasion um all three news channels of course cover the storm uh from the start and all news coverage always tends to start off with well we're waiting for the storm this is what could happen um they always fill those news reports with weather warnings now this is a red weather warning do not go out do not walk do not walk down next to water um so what do you see padre you see people out walking the dog you see people i saw this morning two 70 year old approximately 70 year old ramblers who would have been blown over in in the worst in a light wind never mind the gale walking along as if they were out rambling on a morning and they're walking not on the other side of the road from the water the water next to the wall where the water's coming over the top i mean are people daft in these conditions i mean what, i mean do you go out do, are you going out to get a and and, some, and you get some of these people like you know the oh we'll get a good photograph and send it in like send it into the, the local weather forecast um so, oh, so i can see me me photo on tv not even thinking about their lives
2: are, are, are people yeah, but, stupid when these weather conditions happen I say many f- people have perished in that rock before. I'd say you know, but um, you're talking about
1: who are these nutters that go out into the sea and swim? Because there, every single time, there there are people being rescued from the sea, and like I mean, it's it's been in the news for days. There's going to be a storm, yet every single time, there's somebody going to be rescued. And project, if I'm wrong, there's a lot of people in Ireland that this happens to. Why do they do it?
2: I mean, why? yeah, it's mental. Like, uh, you're on a while ago about planes landing storm Ophelia a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. We were on the plane flying into Dublin Airport that nearly crashed, landing in there. It made the nine o'clock news that night, like, you know, and it was a pretty horrific experience. Now, it was one of the few times in my life where I actually thought we're gone here, like, you know, um it was so close to just cap capsizing on and side like you know so um i've kind of first-hand experience what it's like to be in in that position like in a plane and yeah it's not nice have you ever Did been you in
0: that situation patricia
1: i know i've been just in a couple of rough landings in belfast city airport because their runway is really really small and actually a few airlines have pulled out of it because it's so small and it was a rough landing. And I always remember that landing is the most likely time that that you'll crash. So a couple of times I've prayed, but no, I've never been in Podrick's situation. And did you say a prayer or what did you do? Because I think it would have been my hands and knees. Like I was scared of flying for years. And the only time, do you know what cured me? Doing a 13 hour flight to Peru that that cured me I don't know why don't ask me why but it did but I used to be a really nervous fire but I think if something like that happened to me I'd be back at square one
2: yeah mm. yeah I did I at the time I would have said a, a quick prayer to our lady alright as they say don't sound like you know but um I suppose it was funny I was in Newcastle last week which we might touch on in a while there Steve but um my cousin actually not knowing I was on a flight sent me a video of that news report the morning of Ophelia, just as I was about to get on the flight, so I was like, oh, all right, but I took it to my nice stride, it was fine, you know. Like, but I was like, Sorry about that, I didn't realize you were just about to get on the plane there, you know. But um,
0: with yeah. mates like that, you don't need enemies, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> fair enough. But he says he didn't know you were on the plane. Um, is it true when you, you do you watch the whole like demonstration when you get on a plane you know where they go the doors the escape doors are on your right down there and all that
2: do you, do you watch all of that or do you just not pay attention i was reading your book actually during it steve and the flight to newcastle everybody's dream so i didn't take much on board to be oh, well that's very kind of you to do that but
0: I, I've, patricia do you watch the demonstration
1: i was on a flight last week and i did watch it because I kind of get into my head. I'm very superstitious. If I don't watch this, this this time, we'll end up like crashing into water. So I did watch it, but if you're doing it regularly, I think you kind of just tune out, don't you? Um, I hadn't been on a flight in ages, but I mean, realistically, if anything happens like i'd be an opposite mess like i don't even know how the cabin crew would deal with me if something happened i would have to be mm-hmm. scraped off the floor All <laughs> oh, to god like so i mean it wouldn't even matter if i watched it or not what about it's Jason? well
0: in, it, it, it's interesting because i do I, I am superstitious like that so when i get on a flight i i always have the same routine i'll always pick out the thing that's in the, the chair so you have the if in the event of a crash you've got the plastic laminated sheet i always look at it i know what's on there i could tell you it back the front but i always read it and then i watch the demonstration it's just a it's a it's a thing that i've always done when i've got on the plane a similar kind of mindset to you if i don't do it something's going to happen and i think that's the way that's the way i've always been is it true that the reason they get you to lean forward with your head between your knees to protect your dental uh, to to protect your teeth in, in event of a crash
1: god I didn't
0: even know that I think that's, that's why I think that's why they do it because that's not a natural thing to do surely if you're going to crash um or yeah. surely they, obviously they don't want people running around all over the place but yeah you put your head between your legs um I think it's to protect you protect the teeth keep them together and that's how they identify
2: people on the plane apparently oh. Oh. I actually have a story from my flight last week I had an airport experience I could share with you if you like there guys yeah go for it do it so um, I was in Newcastle last week and I met, had the pleasure of meeting Stephen Parson. Yeah, and, I had a good time. And Holly for the Newcastle game. I did a vlog, I do a vlogging channel as well, Pitch Spotting with Padraig. I, I did vlog at the Celtic Rangers game the week before. Um, Lee, who's meant to be on the show tonight, um, was meant to be there as well, but he couldn't make it due to personal reasons. So I was on my own at the end of the night in Newcastle, really just... Great night actually up to this point. met, met loads of Jardies, very nice people and had a good log at the game. But I had the misfortune of kicking over a bottle of champagne outside the club at the end of the night. The cost a couple of gentlemen in a verticum as a hundred pounds and I ended up kind of getting jumped on by four of them, which wasn't very pleasant. Oh. So at the airport the following morning, I just said, look, can I have an ice pack or sorry at the hotel. And they said, there's handing me some bandages and said, look, we can't do that because of COVID. So just walk away yourself type of thing. So then at the airport anyway, and um, I asked, is there a first aid officer? Cause it's, it's heel now, but it's like the elephant man at this point, I got a few kicks into the face on the ground and stuff, you know, so it was, it was, it was bad enough. Like, and they said, look, go down to Boots there and they might help you like, you know, like not a whole lot of empathy, just go down to Boots. That was grand. I went down to Boots anyway. And to be fair, two of the loveliest women i ever met kind of looked after me, like they gave me an ice pack and, and that, and I actually had, um, and I had a, an eye patch over my eye at one stage. So I joked that I was, I looked like Paddy Conroy, which I think you'd enjoy see, you know, but, um, the airport police came up, which I wasn't expecting, and um, they said that they took a statement from me, and I joked on my way into the room with them that this would be like interviewing Paddy Connery, and they didn't laugh, which made it even more awkward. But um, yeah, basically they said that because I may have a head injury, I may not be allowed on the, pl- on the flight. That they had to check it with Swiss support, so I'm there. Like, I could have dealt with anything up to that point, but not having not be able to go home i'd work the next day etc etc and that would have been an absolute disaster like had i been made stay in newcastle like so thank god it didn't happen i got on the flight but the, i just want to give a shout out to the ladies in boots i think one one of the women's name is Jacqueline. and i went back and got a box of chocolates for them so the off chance they're watching this uh, um the girls in boots were outstanding and i really appreciate it it wasn't their job description to help with a, a hungover bloody Irishman so which goes well, I think you know,
0: the, the, the lesson you can learn from that is that there is you know majority of people in Newcastle are really nice but you've just unfortunately been in the wrong place at
2: the wrong time sorry it, to hear it, about that experience it wasn't Geordie's it wasn't Geordie's and at all no reflection the so city will definitely be back I only it only dawned on me after that I was speaking to a cousin of Stephen Sayers in St James's Park and I could have name dropped either him or yourself like you know but um anyway I didn't think of that at the time and yeah over. Didn't as well. I could have got a worse beat if I if I, I name dropped you Steve so you're
0: still alive to tell the sure.
2: tale mate you're still alive yep. to tell the tale that's the main yep. thing so uh, you know, good. Good,
0: good news on that mate but you know bumps and bruises heal. that's the main thing and uh, at least it wasn't a knife or something like that so thank the Lord uh that you are still with us okay um I'm gonna talk about as many things as we can tonight lots of lots of big talking points in the news as always um we'll start with the Ukraine um and my mindset on this is is you know has always been that this was going to happen at some point I've mentioned this before I couldn't tell you what I mentioned last week because I was three sheets to the wind but uh, and I haven't watched it back because I didn't um but apologies if I'm repeating myself but I do personally feel this is all part of some kind of grand scheme or plan um and I feel that the Russians and the Chinese have been cooking up something for a long time Uh, they're very good friends they're allies um there's been a a a pandemic in the uk and around the world um i'm still convinced that was man-made and i still think that certain countries were behind it and i think that it was all to destabilize the, the the global economy and now we are seeing stage two which is um encroachment into the ukraine and it's quite frightening for for those people who are living there and this has not just been going on for five minutes This has been going on for about eight years and this is the closest we'll have come I think in modern day to to World War three because we have uh, a dictator there's no other way of describing Putin I don't think he is a dictator he's in the same mold for me as Adolf Hitler and you've got he's a megalomaniac um just because he sits cool calm and collected uh, doesn't mean that this guy is is you know is, is a nice guy um he, he he wants to dominate um and he's, he's he's everything that we should be really concerned about and he is now pushing his way into the Ukraine and I think it'll happen I, I don't know how it'll happen or when it'll happen but I think it'll happen soon and it's a big concern and, and we just need to look at the reaction now of the Americans and you've got these three superpowers america china and russia all now head to head with little old britain stuck in the middle of it a disunited britain it has to be said because we're out of the european union when i say we i mean england um, we have a, a pretty tense relationship with the other three nations and from our perspective um i'm really concerned what's the feeling like patricia in ireland what what do you feel about this
1: I mean it's way too close to home I think there was reports of Russian Jets going over Ireland as well as Scotland I think that was in the day of the phone call that Boris had with Putin um I mean it's it's not only the threat of of World War III like he said but what we've seen over the last what 100 days is a complete propaganda war as well. I don't know who to believe anymore. Because I think I've seen a tweet today, it's 103 days since the US administration had said that Russia is about to invade the Ukraine. And I mean, it's been 100 days. Today, there was reports of an explosion, I think, in the centre. I watched the news just before coming on, on here. And there is a city that is being evacuated at the moment. And it's absolutely frightening. I I mean, I'm only, I can only speak for myself and say like, it's scary because like you say these superpowers and the UK has a history of sticking its nose into places and causing a mess, well not causing a mess, being part of the mess. And that has repercussions. So I think, yes, we all should be worried
0: and of course the russians are doing fly you know in recent weeks flyovers over the uk i mean that that's you know that is like a show of strength with your boys brigade we can do this we can fly into your airspace and our mig jets have been chasing them back out but this has been going on for years uh wreckies over the uk and i'm afraid to say that this country now and if, if we if we take great britain as a whole um the days of dad's army and and us all, you know fighting on the home front and all being unified is is long gone and uh i think if if it came to the stage where you know he could take over ukraine and then decided that he wanted other parts of europe then you know i'm afraid little old england wouldn't stand much of a chance but the big concern now is of course that we are uh, we are a superpower with 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 a with a bomb do you know what i mean we could we've got as much power as they are because we could all just press the button that's the problem and it's uh it is a time to be worried I think as as far as we're concerned Padre it's it, you know it, it's deep and it's it's political and you know there's a lot a lot of grabs you know Putin's not happy that Ukraine are are wanting to be part of NATO that's 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 a major part of it but you know it's not just about that he he, he thinks that the Ukraine is part of Russia he thinks that it's yeah. it's something that he needs to reclaim he thinks that's going to give him a bit of machismo He thinks that's an extra you know it's an extra couple of inches on his pathetic erection that's that's the kind of that's the kind of person Putin
2: is Padre um and this is where we're at yeah I'd say if if he had his way the Soviet Union would never have disbanded I think that he kind of he wants to he wants to reclaim that like you say and I suppose he wants to suppose get Russia back into with that amount of space again you know so I think the Ukraine if, if Ukraine works out for him it could be a stepping stone to a wider invasion of the countries around us so i'd say it's kind of important that's that
0: mm, yeah i mean that. it's frightening though i mean i have you i've experienced a war um i mean i'm you know i turned 50 last week and my perspective i've seen the falklands war it was a conflict our country was at war with argentina over the falklands islands and was concerning i remember it i remember i remember it quite clearly i was only you know i was only 10 11 when it went on but that was concerning troops were going out to a country that we were at war with you see these old battleships etc does it have the same effect to you now padre do you think when you see that when are you are you worried or does it seem does it seem almost like it's a that
2: it's just on tv you can switch tv off well i suppose down down the south we generally stay neutral and have been neutral for majority of wars you know apart from the actual troubles in northern ireland we haven't really had much experience of war ourselves down here so it's just kind of something we just check on the news as such like you know it's probably different for patricia there I suppose being being in the north obviously you know i'm not sure what part of the defense you sit on there with nationality patricia but um you know technically it is part of the united kingdom like you know officially so they're probably more of a risk in the north or down south it's it's um there was a couple there was a situation a couple of weeks where putin wanted to use the ports off the coast of ireland and that nearly led to an incident so that's when it kind of became a bit real that was kind of the close we kind of came to it but that was kind of resolved i think they came to some compromise in the end like you know um it's concerning times you know and the fact that the western countries are looking to get their citizens out of ukraine I have advised them to leave ukraine as soon as possible that's that's not the best sign like is it you know definitely not it does it doesn't
0: seem real does it patricia at times on tv you know when you watch these things and um you know as you say you, you switch off you think ah the problem's gone away but it, it hasn't and mm-hmm. i mean i guess my biggest concern is that we're going we could be possibly going into a war with boris in in yeah. in charge
1: I mean, you can't even run government, let alone could he lead a war. So, I mean, that is concerning. But um, yeah, what kind of hit home tonight was when I was watching ITV news and, and you saw the, the grannies and the grandchildren queuing up to leave and then their cars to leave. And it was, you know, women and children and elderly first. And those people, I mean, having to leave their homes, just just leave, like it's, you know, this is 2022 this shouldn't be happening it's it's crazy and hearing the siren go off in that city today it was just it's haunting
0: mm. yeah no it certainly is um you know we hope that there's going to be a peaceful uh, you know settlement whatever you want to call it but uh it's going to be it's going to be interesting okay uh, mouse charger thank you uh, for googling this and as you say you wish you hadn't now the purpose of the crash or brace position in airliners is to kill passengers quickly in the event of a crash or to preserve their remains so as to make identification of bodies easier See, I knew it was something like that. I knew it was something like that. So, uh, yeah, I suppose they've got to do what they have got to do. Steve Bennett on the Ukraine crisis says it's brinkmanship now. Putin will not back down without gaining something. It's not in his nature. And Mouse Charger also wants to know is your f- uh, channel just football, Padre? It's not. You've been doing a few podcasts, haven't you?
2: Yeah, so my vlogging channel is Pitch Spotting with Padre. Um, and the podcast one in the background, parallel with Padre. Steve has been on. Lee has been on as well, the other co-host. I'm just missing Patricia now for the full house, you know, which we'll see where we we'll go in the future. No
1: problem. No problem. You just yeah. let me know when.
2: Yeah. Um, a Good. couple of other guests you might recognize would be Neil Samworth, the prison ex president Strangers prison officer, and Michael Gross from the Brixton Rights, um, as well on recently. So I do a range of topics, not just sport, mental health, uh, justice. Um, I have a couple of domestic abuse victims lined up in the in the near future as well and kind of kind of working with inside um so literally like just to, to sum up the channel it's kind of like a fireside chat environment steve has been on already it's quite relaxed it kind of it's like i come sitting into my own sitting room here in Cork, and we're sitting down having a chat by the fire like with a cup of tea you know that's the kind of atmosphere i like to promote and steve can testify i suppose that that's kind of what happens now right steve
0: yeah it's very relaxing padre's got a relaxing voice whereas i'm a bit well, hey uh he's got quite a relaxing manner so yeah it is it is though it is good well worth a watch go and subscribe like Dave. that priest
2: of Father head in the laundry section when he, when he gets pulled up his <laughs> really voice god bless me like yeah. classic Do you
1: like on your podcast project sorry can, you, can alcohol be consumed on your podcast
2: <laughs> it, it certainly has been in the past um it's not just tea in those mugs you know so yeah that's um <laughs> I'm, I'm very open to any liquid whatever, whatever makes the guest comfortable as long as what, it's legal
0: what did I learn from last week alcohol makes me admit on more than one occasion that I'm a royalist that's what I learned from last week's podcast
1: <laughs> I heard the word royalist once I heard it about 20 times but it was brilliant do you know what those of people loved it I think at least one of us should be drunk during yeah, these, these podcasts. Ain't the game up for that, no
0: problem. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Lee probably is, but he's just uh he's just not on the podcast, which <laughs> is uh, yeah at least i turned up uh dad says typical newcastle become the richest club in the world in world war three is kicking off it's like uh,
2: liverpool, liverpool in the league a couple of years ago a pandemic just happened just six points yeah. away from winning it like you know yeah. uh chris
0: collins uh, one of the sponsors from um our kitchen company in uh our interior is fantastic great to see your all. he says what are you going to do about that it's what i think putin thinks one day he might not be playing it's true mate it's true it really it really is Mouse charges are as uh, the asda deliveries here and i really look forward to news of the world as well go and get your shopping in it's uh, more important uh keep boris well away from that button sisters yeah god please do uh, please please do okay um let's talk a little bit about uh angela Rayner whilst we're on a political uh slide here and this is something you wanted to bring up patricia tonight tell us what angela rainer has been saying to uh to get to get up um to get up your nose
1: yeah so angela rayner said on a podcast i think it was like a political slash comedy podcast um that uh police should shoot terrorists first and ask questions later and it caused huge controversy even i mean the tories are criticizing her for those remarks but um in my opinion i mean we already have the use of deadly force in, in um, instances where there's a threat to life for many, but I, but I think from her comments, a lot of people felt it was, I mean, suspected terrorists shoot them dead, ask questions later. And given where I'm from, Northern Ireland, we've had many in- instances of people losing their lives on the false belief that they were terrorists, because as we know, A lot of people in the Catholic community back during the 80s, 90s, even prior to that, were considered to be IRA supporters, or even an IRA when they weren't, and they were shot dead. Two people um, whose spring domain is John Patrick Cunningham, who was 27 when he was shot dead by the the British Army in 1974. Um, He was shot a number of times in the back, and it turned out that he only had like a mental age of a child. He was running away because he was scared of the army, and another one was in 1982. Michael Ty, 17 years old, in a hay shed, again shot dead, and it turned out that he wasn't a IRA at all. So it's, they're just very dangerous comments. I don't, I don't disagree with. I mean, threat to life, um, terrorist incidents. You know, of course. You know, police have to shit, but I just felt our comments were very dangerous. We've had that mentality in the past, it didn't work and we certainly don't need it now.
2: Even in your own city, um, Patricia fifty year anniversary of Bloody Sunday mm-hmm. as well. that was a similar situation. There weren't many terrorists there after, like of the fourteen, mm-hmm. you know. So
0: I mean look it's interesting I mean I, I haven't had time to read it it was um in our WhatsApp group that um you pointed me in the direction of this shoot terrorists and ask questions second comment on a podcast um Angela Reina has got a, a knack of, of of saying controversial things Patricia do you not think this is her in a roundabout way a play for publicity and no. a play for maybe a a leadership challenge at some point because Keir Starmer, um you know isn't really doing it for labor uh the polls, even though Boris has been partying until uh you know until you know God knows what time during lockdown um he's still there he is still there and I think that you know the, the Tories can see that they'll probably be able to stick with this guy until they need to get rid of him um because the opposition is weak the opposition isn't strong uh they've gone from uh corbin who um you know split labor down the middle and and really damaged the party almost irrevocably to somebody who is probably akin to john major for being boring um with, with a tory party back in the back in the day you know he's very gray kia starmer and mm-hmm. um, i just think that this is this is an attempt by her to keep herself relevant you know mm-hmm. say the odd swear word bring something controversial up and you know be recognized you know what i mean and and, and i think it's i think it's all part of the game I, what what do you think
1: uh absolutely i i've seen a number of comments where people are saying it's, a, it's she she knows exactly what she's doing and she's going for for votes like there are people that will agree with her and uh one one remark was that she was going she was trying to out Tory the tories but no she she, she I I like Angela Rayner and the reason I like her is because she comes from a working class background in Manchester. She, I mean, she knows how hard it is for people when you've got the likes of Boris Johnson who went to Eton and he doesn't have a clue. Like, I mean, I mean, his wallpaper, what did that cost in Downing Street? I think Angela Rayner, she she has a good chance to challenge that leadership and I agree with you, Keir Starmer is absolutely dull. But at the same time, it's a big risk that she's taken because just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Kara Starmer criticized, I mean, the, the use of uh, um, language by MPs in relation to Boris Johnson's uh, Jimmy Salvo remark. And she's kind of went a wee bit too much out there. So it will be interesting to see the reaction, but I think you definitely have a point there about the leadership, Steve, I think like, I mean, would she be better than care starmer
0: I don't know I mean look I, I'm at the point now honestly padre where I, I genuinely think all politicians are just in it for themselves I mean we're getting to the stage now where we'll probably have a celebrity as, as prime minister in about 10 years time you know like America you know the that the, yeah. Ron, well Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was an actor you know what was what, what was he doing at the White House um you know and he was a you know he's a pretty wooden actor at that um and and then trump you know coming in who you know had a horrendous uh, horrendous track record for, for many many things which will not divulge and go into there's been plenty of publicity about them um a let you know a, a pretty lecherous guy by all accounts as well on some of the documentaries that i've watched on him um yeah he was you know the president um you know from from my perspective in in the uk i think we'll end up going down the same route i think we'll end up with some kind of you know some kind of well known face, you know, it could be uh Simon Cowell, it could be uh, Alan uh Shearer. Richard Branson, um, Alan Sugar, um, you know, you yeah, know. Alan Shearer, maybe, but you know, you, you'll end up Gary Lineker, he's quite politically outspoken on Twitter. You
2: you could end up, up wouldn't somebody be bad, no, no, who carp wouldn't be bad, Jurgen Kopp, you know, Jurgen yeah. <laughs> countries as well, like with a
0: charisma. Well, that's where that's where we're going with politics i mean do you take can you take politics seriously when you see some of the people who are who are putting themselves forward as leaders boris johnson i mean the guy was a, was a nightmare as london Mayor. yet he got voted in twice i mean going down on a zip wire and getting stuck in midair and um you know all these different things putting his foot in his mouth you know uh calling muslim women saying that there, there were like pillar boxes and stuff like that this guy is an
2: absolute
0: idiot and yet he's yeah. our prime minister
2: he was also surprised to hear that we're not all called Murphy over here.
0: Well, there you go. There's yeah. another thing. There's another thing. So, that, you know, he's, he's uh, it, it beggars belief that this guy is prime minister. Can, I mean, do, can you take politics seriously? Do you vote?
2: Well, I just realized there that what I just said when we got a Padraig and a Patricia on the phone were really playing up to the stereotypes here of the <laughs> Irish names. Know, but, um, by the way, Patricia's name and Irish is Padraigine for the record as well. Just a fun fact, just to yeah. the viewers but um yeah them um, it's hard to take it's se- him seriously anyway whatever about he's a bit of a twat, really like you know um i think over in in ireland um the politicians that we kind of elect have kind of slightly they're less character than the ones in the uk they've you know, they've less quarks I'd say you'd agree with that patricia like you know we, we don't have anyone like like boris over here anyway you know but um
1: yeah there
0: yeah, was,
2: was one who wanted to legalize drink driving again it was not oh yes 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 yeah, yeah. Ma- michael Ray uh, or danny yeah. danny Ray, danny Healy yeah. yeah they're kind of from west kerry down and kind of the, the sticks kind of down so but yeah he kind of wanted to bring it make it legal to drink drive like was it four or five points or something yeah because in rural ireland like the pub there could be like five or six miles between a pub and People's houses, you know, it's very remote areas. So he wanted to bring that in. It failed, obviously, but um, yeah, they the nearest thing to bojo I'd say we have down in down in Ireland, like you know, but um, that stuff. Yeah, we also elected we convicted terrorists as well in the past, but that's kind of um.
1: <laughs> how can you trust a man who can't tell you how many children he has? Like, I mean, he's refused to answer. Hmm. He won't say how many children he has. Why?
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a strange situation. Boris is a strange character, there's no doubt about it, but we're stuck with him. Uh, and you know, and I can't see there being any change whatsoever. Get into a few of the uh, points made by the viewers wouldn't stand any chance considering Labour got rid of most of our army. Think it would, uh, th- thought it would be joining forces with the Euro oh. army, says Derek. Uh, Omar says a very aggressive attitude towards Russia by the West, especially America. Yeah, there's a look, there's two sides to every story, Omar. There's no doubt about that, but the and, and of course, the media media that we see in this country it'll be different than the media you see in, in Russia Russia know nothing about the people of Russia were well led to believe know very little about this aggressive nature towards the Ukraine yeah. um I find that hard to believe you know there's uh soldiers going onto the front line building bridges etc and uh the, all of those people have fathers and mothers and um it, it just seems a little bit strange Guy brush says I live 200 miles from the Chinese border if Putin goes for Ukraine um 11 goes for uh taiwan it could get very tense here he says america is desperate to go to war so they can empty the country's purse says derek and he says would the us be happy if russia parked its nuclear weapons in mexico the answer is no so why would putin or russia be happy with the us nato doing it next door to them in ukraine another good point andy exactly there is two sides to every story is how this is playing out at home that matters to putin says jeff and Graham says the news is on uh the Ukrainian crisis what about the hell on earth for the people in Syria you have at least six groups fighting each other and yet no British or American action there's no oil in Syria says Graham good point yeah the, the Syria situation just died a death didn't it Patricia Because that's what happens it's like watching it's like watching a film or a soap opera or whatever you know oh you're getting invaded Patricia.
1: i'm getting invaded at the moment hold on one
0: second i have no problem well paudry i'll come to you uh because patricia is now having to take on her role as parent as yeah. she is she's back it's okay
1: it's okay it's, it's yeah. fine it's fine i, I um, guess
0: that I, I just think you know you, you're listening to all of this but the syria thing has just gone by the by patricia
1: yeah, no, you don't hear about it anymore. And like you say, it's not gone away. Um, I did see a video, interestingly enough. Um, it's kind of connected, but off topic a bit. Um, in in Northern Ireland, there is a huge number of Syrian immigrants who are staying in hotels at the moment. And I think they're still coming in. So, I mean, there's, there's still a crisis there, but this, uh, the, the Russia thing has taken over everything, and we have to be careful where we get our information from. I mean, thank God for social media, thank God for podcasts like these, because I think we've all learned that we can't depend on the mainstream media to give us the full facts, and that's why we must get our information from other sources. and and, and look at other, because there is propaganda and media, both in Russia and other places, the US, the UK, they're all involved in that as well.
0: Yeah, Stu says, Labour need another leader who can speak to Scottish uh, voter concerns too. They're losing seats to the Scottish National Party. Gordon Brown's intervention helped win the independence referendum for the unionists, And uh, lots lots of comments coming in about that. And politics always gets people talking. Uh, Legal drink driving uh, to numb the pain in case of an accident, says John. You Uh, don't drink and
2: drive, you might spill some, you know.
0: That, that that old adage yeah i'd rather have boris than putin to be fair says mouse charger you've got your shopping in which is good uh wouldn't leave bojo in charge of a lift a barbecue never mind a country uh, says john uh, I'd, vo- I'd vote i vote for fonzi doherty says jeff who's that so this is what jeff does jeff comes up with some jeff's a big newcastle fan comes up with things which sometimes not all of us understand i know but Jeff okay. understands, which is something
2: we to there, we're talking about. Politicians just mentioned, seeing as we have a, a girl from the Derry on the show, you know, Um, I was watching to a Joe rally, you know, Joe Patricia. Yeah, former Derry footballer. But he was on show one night and uh, there, there was an elected Sinn Féin councillor there. They're in the Guildhall. It was a show up in the Guildhall in the Derry, And this guy blew up, the blew up the Guildhall in a terrorist act but during the Troubles. But he was elected Sinn Féin counsellor and his very first speech was in the guild hall. And literally stood on the stage and he said, The last time I stood on the stage, I quite literally brought the house down.
1: Oh <laughs> I yeah, we we that. I'll have to look that one up, Patrick. But yeah, that's I mean, welcome to NI. <laughs> so
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, let's move on. Uh, I don't know whether I mentioned last week, but I am a royalist, but I'm a pretty disappointed royalist uh, this week. Sure, I'm about. am a pretty disappointed royalist this week because this whole Prince Andrew thing has left a rather sour taste in the mouth. It has to be honest, and
2: the horses too
0: well yeah 100 percent. and this isn't very this isn't this isn't very this isn't very positive is it um you know the the duke of york who's had his um his duties stripped away by the queen and rightly so um was looking at facing some legal action in america miss gifray was was going to uh haul him over the course take him to court um now this is the same woman of course who was already pilfered some millions away from the serial predator Jeffrey Epstein who is no longer with us uh, sadly he should have been standing trial himself um and after taking the money and running with Epstein she's now done the same again with Prince Andrew um I find all of this really really bizarre I think the whole thing stinks um i think you know no matter whether he's a member of the royal family or not he should have been given the option uh he shouldn't be given the option he should have been taken in and questioned and he should be made to pay for whatever he's done if he's broken the law or broken the rules or broken whatever he should have been hauled in like everybody else but no people in high places seem to get away with these things and he is now bought his way out of trouble and it stinks the whole thing stinks patricia and, and mm-hmm. as i say as a royalist this is happening happening in the year that the queen is supposed to be uh you know celebrating 70 70 years on the throne and now we've got the situation where the whole thing has been overshadowed not only by prince andrew but now we've got cash we've now got this cash scandal that prince charles is involved in who is supposed to be taking the throne um it's been a bad week for royalists a bad week for the royal family what was your take on the prince andrew situation
1: I, I was looking forward to that trial. I, Alma, I, like I was, and I've actually rewatched the Newsnight interview not that long ago because I was just thinking to myself, "How on earth, who does the PR for the royal family?" But anyway, I agree wholeheartedly with you. He should have been brought to trial. He should have been put through the criminal process. Um, and and I mean, if he if he committed a crime, he should have, um. Served jail time, whatever, but that was never going to happen in a million years. Um, a reported 12 million that, that he's paid. Um, I mean, the whole time we were led to believe that, that, that this alleged victim wanted her day in court and everything, but obviously that's not going to happen now. I'm just, I mean, wh- where's this money coming from? Because we brought this up in the show last week, the royal family, I mean, it all comes out of our our, our pockets, you know, 12 million, where's that coming from? It's gonna come from the public purse, Well, where else could it come from? I think I read an article today that he's set to earn 7 million from the sale of, or the forfeiture, sorry, of his 30 million pound Windsor cottage that just goes directly to him. But I mean, once again, who paid for that? We did, we paid for that. And it's going directly to him to do whatever he wants. I just, I, the whole thing is an absolute mess. I think it sphinx as well. And I mean, are we going to see more cases? Is there going to be more women coming forward now? There was one in 2019 who claimed Prince Andrew touched her breast. Where'd she go to? Is she going to come out of the woodwork? It might not even be the end of it.
0: What's, uh, what do you feel what do you sorry party what do you what do you feel as a woman um patricia as a woman's perspective because uh, this yeah. this this channel is heavily dominated by men mm-hmm. uh there's only yourself and holly who come on my shows uh at this moment in time what is your thoughts on miss gifred taking the money and running are you disappointed in her or are you disappointed in the fact that prince andrew has gone down this route of saying yeah, take the money uh, and keep you keep your gob shut.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, I've seen so many memes on Twitter and social media by people queuing up um, to get money off Prince Andrew, all these people that he's never met. And he's paid this money, um, which gives substance to what she was saying. If it personally, if it had have been me, and like he said, there was you know, if it, if it wasn't about money, and I'm not saying it was about money. But I personally would have had my day in court, I would have wanted someone abused me and I would want them exposed. But that's me. And there's different victims are different. I mean, every victim is different. There's different reasons for different things. I know she's writing a book with affect it? I don't know. But personally, I would have had my day in court because the words eyes were on you. And um, I mean, you had a a chance to to fully expose the people behind it but again we don't know who who her legal team is who advises her and the reasons why she decided to take the money we don't know
0: padre what's your views on this prince andrew has paid his way out of this problem um we know she can still come out after the queen's anniversary uh and do an interview i found that quite interesting but she's well, taken the money not once but twice. She's made a fortune out of this, this photograph.
2: Well, the this point situation. I made there was, make here was it's lot, 12 million is a lot of money to pay to someone you never met, isn't it?
1: Hmm.
2: You know, I think that's just a very important point as well, like that he's never actually admitted to meeting her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a complete fabrication. The photograph is altered, but yet he's willing to pay 12 million pounds. You know, so I think maybe that's kind of not it hasn't gone under the radar as such because it's the victim of various social media mims, but he's disgraced the royal family like you know and just i think honesty is the best policy if he literally just came out and he said he was with her but didn't know she was underage then that would have been somewhat palatable like But to just a pure denial it's just it's a bit of a joke the whole thing like you know he's that interview was cringeworthy like that he did, yeah. he did news night was that just Shocking, but I'd highly as, recommend
1: watching it again. It is great entertainment. Like, I mean, the thing about the sweating Pizza Express and just going over just to end my friendship with with that saying and yeah. all. Good yourself. Oh,
2: Pizza Express and walking. walking, yeah, they're great exposure. Where but is that interview? Is it on
0: YouTube?
1: Yep, it's on YouTube. Yes yeah
0: right okay i will have a look at that okay we've got about uh 11 or 12 minutes left i want to talk a little bit about school dinners um did you used to have school dinners patricia
1: i did i love my school dinners wouldn't complain i don't know if either of you had this as well we used to get little bottles of milk you know glass bottles of milk
0: Yep we did until thatcher took them office <laughs> the yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, oh no yeah but um no i i like my school dinners have no complaints um what's the latest there's always a controversy around school dinners
0: well there is padre did you have school dinners
2: no no so you took a packed well, lunch packed lunch yeah,
0: yeah yeah i was a packed lunch guy i did have school dinners early doors but i was more, more packed lunch but prefer to have my own my own stuff
2: um okay well we didn't have the option we didn't have the option in, in the south like it wasn't an option like you just bought your own food like mouse Georgia, that's why i stopped having school dinners
0: they used ice cream scoops to dish out the mash yeah the little bowl of mash the mash was awful it really it really was yeah then some of the desserts were left a lot to be desired anyway the reason i'm asking is because in the news they're talking about banning meat on school dinners patricia is this a good thing or a bad thing
1: i think it's absolutely ridiculous I mean, we're carnivores. If you don't want to eat meat, that's fine. But I mean, why are you banning meat? Why? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Give me a good reason why you should ban meat. Is this so people aren't offended?
0: Well, no it's obviously vegans and people who are vegetarian are coming out and saying that you know meat should be banned um i saw one expert this week talking about it on the news and he was essentially saying well um i think all kids in school uh, should be taken uh to uh to see how animals are killed um and then they wouldn't want to eat meat um i mean you know it's typical of, of of that brigade coming up with this kind of suggestion, but you know, I think everything in moderation in a diet. There's nothing. There's no, it's nothing wrong with it. You know, uh, I, I'm I'm certainly not one for banning meat from school dinners. Padre, what what's your thoughts on it?
2: Just reminding you of the episode of The Simpsons there, where little Timmy or Jimmy watched the video of um of the cow being put through the mincer. But yeah, that's a, that's the a mm-hmm. joke. Like you know, protein and meat is a very important part of child's diet. I would say. You know um i assume you have young children patricia yourself there i think meat probably plays a big role in their in their diet like so
1: my yeah my children eat meat and i mean they still have to get their vitamins you know the little jelly vitamins i mean i myself am anemic at, at different times in my life and i i have to eat meat to to help that i know i can take the the but, I mean i just think it's it's go- going too far like of course offer more um you know options for vegan vegetarians but taking away meat completely like patrick says we need it in our diet uh, you know the nutrients and and everything else Um if you don't want it that's fine i mean but taking that I the away.
2: problem is that these people try to force their opinions and force mm. the agenda and then try to ruin stuff for other people then like you know what i mean like obviously this is a, a vegan vegetarian agenda you know what mm-hmm. i mean like and um and then make you yeah, feel
1: bad you know. for eating meat
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a form of fascism one might say mm-hmm. like, you know what i mean in, in way, like yeah
0: it's great cr- well it choice. is it is John says, them uh, then what? Ban veg because meat eaters are offended. They need to give their heads a wobble, these people. Yeah, there's always something, John. You're right, mate. It's uh it is it is absolutely crazy. Um, okay. Oh, there's another one from Mouse Charger. And thank you to Tej Kavicson for becoming a new member. We used to have Pigeon Crumble, honestly. Well, that's what they said. I'm mm-hmm. a Lancashire lass. Maybe they had too many pigeons in my day. Wow, pigeon pie. I, I didn't actually realize it was a thing, Mouse Charger, if it is. Um, you've um, I remember the me about
2: blackbirds in a pie, all right, but never, yeah,
0: black. Well, that was La- that's Lancashire, that is yeah. Lancashire, 4,000 holes in Lancashire. The Beatles song and P- pigeon pie, etc. I've just been looking at my son's new high school in Bladen when he starts in September, nothing wrong with the menus whatsoever. It's like a five star restaurant, says mm-hmm. Graham yeah i've got to be honest mate the uh, the school dinners etc that they seem to get these days are a lot better than what we what the, what we had uh let's show kids that red food dye comes from a beetle that lives on the plant that they use for tequila that'll stop them eating the rest <laughs> i love i love the fact you come out with derek ryan says there's that many agendas unfortunately people don't have the intelligence to find the truth which is very true uh jeff says thanks for reminding me that my iceland veggie pasty is in the <laughs> <laughs> positive vibes good evening hope everything's all right with you um
2: yeah like lee, no? <laughs> you know
0: honestly they
2: The to, to here, everyone sorry i'm late i'm thinking is lee logged on like you know.
1: <laughs> well to jack and lee after that
2: yeah, I know I'm a bit concerned about
0: the kid. He's either uh, a, he's either locked down in a pub somewhere or he's uh, or he's struggling like everything, uh like everybody else in the storms. Okay, last point tonight. Um Charlotte Church, um great singer. Um Crazy obviously been, been around the been around the block for a long time. Uh she was on TV this week and she was talking about um a daughter, and a daughter is a daughter is 14 and she hasn't given her a mobile phone yet mm. mm. in Inter- Interest, interest interesting this Patricia because I've got two kids I've got uh I've got two daughters um and they're both they both got mobile phones um 15 and 11 and they've had mobile phones for for quite a few years I would say that denying your child a mobile phone at that age is at 14 is is crazy I I don't understand it I mean especially during lockdown she doesn't have any she doesn't have any other devices either so she has been very hardcore in her mm-hmm. upbringing i think because you know i understand that the way it works i've had to deal with it the, the, the internet is a, is a cruel and nasty place at times and can be in a manipulative place there are predators out there um but there is parental locks and i also think as long as you've got control over that said device that you know you you know it's up to the parent it's the way your parent um but but unfortunately charlotte church doesn't think that's right and when she was pushed on this a little bit about it being a little bit harsh she bit back and she went well i don't think it is and i'll decide and she says hopefully if i can get her through to 21 without using a mobile phone it'll be a success i mean i'm sure she said that last bit just for column inches but what what's your thoughts on mobile phones what what is a good age for a kid to
2: have a mobile phone she she might need to send one of those pigeon the pigeon carrier to send messages to her when she needs them, when 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 they're not alone like or together like you know she wants to get in contact with her. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think that's crazy. And I I think myself, I was actually fourteen myself and I had my first phone, but it just came out at that time roughly. They were kind of mainstream. I would say eleven or twelve is fine to have a mobile phone. Myself, mm-hmm. it, once there's parental controls on it. Yeah, know, I mean positive communication yeah. tools like they're they're vital to keep in contact with your parents and being collected from sports events and you probably know more than I would about this stuff, but for any after school activities, you know, it just it's an it's important if some if a parent's plan changes, how do you get in touch with your child, like you know? Yeah, yeah. positive that's the that's the key yeah I mean if,
0: if, if it's a phone and it's a phone for getting in touch that's that's important but yeah po- uh, positive advice says both my girls had a mobile phone at 10. internet internet can be positive as well says Mouse charger um and Derek says I don't think it is kids are being brought up by phones nowadays uh putting it together it says I, I don't own a mobile and I never have um Mouse charger says my mobile phone at 14 was just 17 magazine this is where i found out the position of the fortnight too much information mouse charger um john at q tech is uh is in the chat tonight actually and he has uh kindly uh supplied us with a t-shirt uh the giveaway and I'm, I'm gonna give away a t-shirt each week to the to the message of the week and that is it so there you go you have the first official news of the world t-shirt with the headline uh space aliens turn my wife into a toffee crisp uh some mouse charger uh, john will contact you in the chat and uh, you are the winner of the t-shirt tell him what size you want and he'll get that sent out to you but that is uh definitely message of the week well well done. <laughs> uh john says my 10 year old daughter has a mobile but with locks in place and rules most of her friends do also like anything else used properly no problem so patricia your views on this
1: yeah well my daughter is 15 and she has a mobile phone she's had one since she was around 11 and i mean it's even school makes it pretty hard for them not to have mobile phones because do you remember in the days when you had a homework planner and you wrote in what you were doing? It's all in an app now, so she needs app to do her homework. She needs now she has parental there's parental locks on her phone. I I have the passwords to all of her accounts. I mean I monitor it. I, I kind of think uh, it's a wee bit cruel denying them a mobile phone completely because you know what it's like when you're they're that age. They're you know fr- their friendship groups are very important to them. And in a way they're kind of being left out of things. And also then the kind of safety thing if she goes somewhere, I mean I'm able to phone her and and or there's been occasions where we've been somewhere and she's wanted to go, like say we're in Dublin shopping and she's wanted to go off by herself, and I'm like, oh, but I, I make her turn her location on on Snapchat, so I can see it all the time where she is, just in case, do you know what I mean? So there is benefit to it. But I mean, fair play to Charlotte Church, if, if that's working for her, I mean, and I ju- don't judge anybody who doesn't give their children mobile phones, I myself, I just, that's my view on it
0: yeah no it's a good view and uh some some great comments tonight some great topics thanks everybody for joining us well done mouse charger uh, for uh, winning the t-shirt uh, John, you'll have to find a way of getting in touch Ditchy, good to see you on there mate He says, the beard has took 20 years of us Which is uh, great, that was the whole point It was a deliberate ploy To, to, to make everyone think that I'd aged incredibly But I've actually, the oil of Yule still works That is uh, that is the answer uh, To my youthfulness um, Yeah, but great, great stuff Great comments, pity Lee couldn't join us But Padre, you've been a great standing mate We'll definitely get you back on And uh, Just give a shout out to your channels again Where people can find you
2: yeah, um, the podcast channel is Parallel with Padraig Podcast. Uh, Steve's interview is, and Lee's, Steve and Lee both had full episodes up there, and Patricia, hopefully in the near future as well, will be coming on. And my vlogging yeah. channel is uh, Pitch Spotting with Padraig. Um, I've done a few vlogs there. Um, ironic, I was at the Celtic Rangers game and emerged unscathed, but he got a kick in Newcastle the week after, which is ironic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, loads of exciting vlogs. Uh, planned in the coming while and um, Liverpool May United is coming up. I might be heading over to the Rome Derby as well at Liverpool May United game is rescheduled. So yeah, interesting times um by ahead. So feel free to join me in my journey. Good stuff. Patricia, where can people find you?
1: Twitter at Trish Dalvin or Facebook just under Patricia Dalvin
0: Good stuff, give this a share guys please In the chat, uh, thanks Derek Thanks for all your comments, great to have you on there uh, Mouse charger, there is the Email john at nufcmatters.com Just drop John an Email and he will sort you out with a t-shirt I am back uh, on a pre-record Tomorrow morning with make Lowe's, I'm having a little bit Of time with my mum uh, As most of you know who watch the football show uh, She hasn't got long left On this earth so sadly I will be Visiting again, uh, so I've done a pre-record Just have a little bit of time myself, not going to Newcastle match sold my ticket for tomorrow's game which isn't me but family has got to come first and on Sunday um I've done an interview today uh with a, a guy from uh, Manchester who was an undercover police operative who uh I've got a fantastic story an amazing story he dealt with some of the biggest names in Manchester the likes of Dale Cregan and uh also Paul Massey and uh it's a fa- fantastic story uh of how you become an undercover operative and how you uh, you know get to that stage and then this guy has a great book coming out called deep cover um you'll learn all about that on sunday so keep an eye out for that on sunday uh patricia padre thanks very much for joining us have a great weekend and look forward to seeing you next week take
2: care guys, again, guys.
1: bye, bye. Yes.
2: Yes, bye.
0: It's